Free agency underway. Tampering has happened. Deals are not yet official, but we've got a ton of news to go through from day one and now day two of free agency around the NFL, the Bears, the Raiders, the Falcons making big moves and a lot of dollars being divvied out. But to the big men, Matt, so far in free agency on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Apologies for my voice. Trying to get through some uh, <laughs> some some sickness here that's happening uh, for me. But man, uh, it, it was a nice little sick day for me yesterday. I didn't do a lot except for just watch deals and deals happen all through the NFL with day one of the tampering period and free agency. And you know, it's funny because legal tampering starts, and one minute they've got these contract details hammered out, Matt. I think there's some illegal tampering that happens as well around the, uh, think, yeah. around the NFL. I think agents might talk to each other uh, quite a bit, quite a bit here uh, before the tampering period starts. But um, I, I think the way I want to start this thing is just overall big picture, Matt. We're seeing a lot of offensive linemen, defensive yeah. linemen making big money on the first day of free agency and not a lot of little guys, not a lot of fantasy football producers, not a lot of wide receivers. In fact, I think we had our first wide receiver signing Tuesday. It's looking like Jacoby Myers going from the New England Patriots to the Las Vegas Raiders to to play with and catch passes from the guy who made the most money on a per year basis on day one of free agency, that being former Patriot and former San Francisco 49er Jimmy Garoppolo going to the Las Vegas Raiders on a three-year $72.75 million contract. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, we know that it's not a great wide receiver class, and I don't think anybody wanted to set the market there. And Myers, I think, is the best of the group. Um, it's not a great tight end class. You know, Engram was franchised. The running backs you aren't ever going to go quickly, but the best ones are already franchised. So, like, the fantasy-relevant guys – haven't really had their day yet. And I'm sure that they'll start to trickle in here over the next 24, 48 hours or whatever. Um, big picture. I feel like a lot of solid starters, good players are getting too much money, frankly, as is always the case in day one, yeah. you know, they're getting big contracts, you know, like your boy McGlinchey's a perfect example. Like he's a good run blocker. He's a quality right tackle, but he's not great. You know, he's okay in protection and he's getting big, big money because he's the best available. I mean, and that's the way things go, but I do want to talk Jimmy and the Raiders and a lot, a handful of teams I think are really relevant, but I think you're burying the lead too. I mean, new poster boy of the show, Javon Hargrave and his shake <laughs> and his cake or whatever it is, is coming to your hometown as a big money dude. I'm yeah. just hoping you can get to a practice. 
Well, look, man, the, the 49ers, uh, <laughs> they might have already had the most caked up offensive player in the NFL in Debo Samuel. <laughs> now they get the most caked up defensive player in the league in Javon Hargrave. That one blew me away. I was shocked when I saw Javon yeah. Hargrave going to the San Francisco 49ers, four-year, $84 million contract, and looking at some of the structure today that's come out from that deal. And it's uh, actually pretty team-friendly for the 49ers, but keeping a strength to strength. And um, he's a perfect fit for what the 49ers need to do. They need somebody who can take on blocks inside. He's has a history as a nose tackle but can also pressure quarterbacks and push the pocket and um, you know hit gaps and and be a guy that generates pressure coming off a, a career high 11 sacks for him last year that's exactly what the 49ers need on the interior next to Eric Armstead uh, and really kind of it's funny because they're they're admitting defeat with the DeForest Buckner trade in some ways because they actually gave him the exact dollars four years 84 that DeForest Buckner got a few years ago after they mm. traded him to the uh the Indianapolis Colts and, and with that first round draft pick they got they they drafted a guy who hasn't been able to stay on the field has been really inconsistent and Javon Kinlaw who probably drops down to a reserve role now or maybe is even on the on the trade market yeah and I love the pickup I mean to keep a strength of strength they want to rush for um their interior run defenders aren't great. It's a great D line, but the interior run defenders are just okay. And he'll help that for sure. Um, there's much more to talk about, but I love the signing. We only slight caveat is he's already 30 years old. I mean, he came to the league a little older than people realize. So, you I mean, you're buying at a high point, but they're in it to win it. Yeah, and looking at the the contract structure on that one, we're seeing here uh, on Tuesday now some of the deals on Monday and seeing how some of the the, the numbers look. That's really a it's a two year forty million about guaranteed contract, then two more years of around twenty million per year for Javon Hargrave. So the 49ers, after two years can get out of the contract if they want to, or it kind of goes year to year for them in years three and four for him. And yeah, he's not the youngest guy in the world. So mm. you know after two years, uh, I think it's structured in a in a really great way where the 49ers, if you know they, they can't fit it under the cap or need to restructure it because there's no more guarantees left on it or need to trade him or uh you know need to cut him or whatever, they can they can do that after two years. So yeah, it's good fantastic in that regard for the 49ers. So you want to go to Raiders then? I mean, you mentioned Jimmy and Myers. Let me ask you this question because yeah, yeah. Uh, Obi Myers gets a, a three-year, $33 million contract. Uh, if my math is correct, it's $11 million per year. Jimmy Garoppolo got the biggest dollar amount um, once free agency got going here with $24.25 million per year on his deal with the Raiders, which is also a deal that is is sort of stopgappy. And, and really, Jimmy Garoppolo has is, is become one of the first – we had talked about it on the podcast here. There's not really a – uh, there's not a middle class of quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think this is one of the first real true middle class starting quarterback contracts we've seen in free agency with Jimmy Garoppolo getting just a little over $20 million per year. He's not getting the $37.5 million that Derek Carr got or the $40 million a year that uh, that Daniel Jones got, even though those contracts look a little bit different as well when you get deep into the structure. So interesting there. It allows the the Las Vegas Raiders to do what they need to. He can be a stopgap. You can draft the quarterback this year. You can draft the quarterback next year. Uh, you can do a lot of things here. So I like it for the Raiders because I think it, it leaves them some flexibility to build this roster how they want. And of course, you know Josh McDaniels, who's coached Jimmy Garoppolo before, knows he can run his system and and believes he can start to put his plan in place there in Las Vegas. Yeah, and obvious um, patriot ties, of course. Um, real quick on Myers, very good player, a little redundant with Renfro though. I, I wonder if Renfro could be on the way out possibly or fielding trades for him. It just seemed, I, I didn't see that signing coming because I kind of like thought they were fine at that spot, mm -hmm. but a good pickup. Um, and you, and you nailed it with Jimmy. I think Jimmy's perfect for this team in that 
you're not picking in the top four. You're not guaranteed a quarterback. You probably can just stay put, and if your guy is there, you take him. If not, you wait a year, and you're fine. My only problem with that, of course, is Jimmy's durability. You know, I mean, you're kind of counting on him to be on the field. He needs to prove he can do that. That's my only, you know, problem with the signing. But none of these guys are perfect. And really, is Jimmy that much different than who you played with last year and Derek Carr? Not much, you know. That was going to be my question, and I've got a, I've got one of these with the Chicago Bears as well for the Las Vegas yeah. Raiders. So uh, both. Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo, around 31 years old. They were both part of that 2014 draft class, both second-round picks in 2014. Derek Carr got four years, $150 million, $37.5 million per year from the, the New Orleans Saints. And would you rather have Carr at that deal? And I think most people would rank Carr ahead of Jimmy Garoppolo as far mm-hmm. as NFL quarterbacks go, even if they're in the same tier. Um and Jimmy Garoppolo gets three years, $72.75 million, which is about, what, $13, $14 million less per year than Derek Carr. So which deal do you like better for the Raiders? Yeah, I think it's close to a wash, but apparently Carr, I don't want to say they didn't get along, but they obviously mutually decided that this wasn't a good marriage. And, mm-hmm. and so you go get a similar caretaker type, you know, caretaker plus I guess I'd rather have Jimmy for the money. I mean, I do think Carr's a slightly better player, but you don't lose much. You know what I mean? I mean, it's 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 a pretty much a lateral move. Raiders also brought in Marcus Epps, safety from the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles, two years, twelve million, and Jarrett Stidham leaves Las Vegas and heads to the Denver Broncos. So a lot of quarterback movement here with Josh McDaniels, Las Vegas Raiders. Jarrett Stidham leaves the guy that took over for Derek Carr at the end of the season. He leaves for Denver to be Russell Wilson's backup two years, $10 million contract there uh, with the Denver Broncos who were very active. We'll talk more about yeah. the Denver Broncos on this podcast as well. Uh, and act, in fact, we'll do that next. We'll talk bears. Right. We'll talk Denver Broncos who made some big moves and Atlanta Falcons. I think the three, the three most active teams in free agency so far to start the 2023 free agency off season at next. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. It is getting down to it in the NBA season. And, uh, man, it, it's it, I, the NBA season's weird because it starts so slow. And a lot of people say, uh, NBA season doesn't start until Christmas. And some people say, NBA season doesn't really start until after the All-Star game. And it's weird how these NBA players can turn it off and turn it on. And there's a lot of load management happening in the NBA. But things are getting very serious in the NBA. And now is the perfect time for you to download the FanDuel App America's number one sports book because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line to point scores to three pointers drained. Of course, the NCAA tournament is coming up as well. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a better chance at a bigger payout with same game parlays. Of course, you can bet on NFL futures and draft props as well at FanDuel. Tons of other sports, Major League Baseball getting going. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. How about this one for an, an A versus B? Very interesting development for the Chicago Bears so far in free agency, Matt. And they had some contract negotiations with Roquan Smith, star linebacker. Uh, they didn't get anything done. They ended up trading him at the deadline for a second round pick. And then once free agency comes around, 
You know, and, and it made sense because we're still building it. We don't have the guys up front to, you know, to take on blocks and keep him free. And, and we're building this thing slowly. But all of a sudden, free agency comes around and then they end up spending just about as much money on a linebacker. So now Tremaine yeah. Edmond leaves Buffalo. Still, he's still not even 25 years old, which is crazy for Tremaine. Crazy. Yeah. He was so young coming out of the NFL draft. He was, I think he was a teen. I think he was a 17-year-old college starter, which is kind of right. wild. Yeah. Um, but Tremaine Edmonds gets a four-year, $72 million contract, $18 million per year. Uh, Roquan got a little bit more money, and the Bears got a second-round pick out of this. So what do you like? Tremaine Edmonds for four years, 72, or you pay a little more and a second-round pick, or would you rather have the better linebacker in Roquan Smith? Yeah, and I've I've heard this brought up a lot, and there's some variables that we don't know. I mean, it takes two takes two sides to get a contract done. Was Roquan not real interested? Did he want out? Who the heck knows? That was four months ago or whatever. I mean, times change, and you, you didn't know that Edmonds and Edwards were necessarily even going to hit the market. You know, you knew that their contracts were up or, you know, but it is a little, it's not quite apples to apples, but you did pick up the second round pick, which was great. Um it, it, I think Roquan's the better player, and I think Edwards is also a nice player as well. Um, but history shows the team that spends big dollars on off-the-ball linebackers in free agency usually regrets it. Uh, we'll see. I think Edmonds is an ascending player. You mentioned his youth. But I also need to realize, too, Eberflus is the defensive coordinator there. And going back to Indianapolis, a huge, huge key for him with like Bob, you know, Leonard and Bobby Okarike and those guys – is length at linebacker. He loves those long guys that just clog up zones and nobody's longer than Edmonds. And I like what the bears did, but if you take a step back, it's like, okay, you spent big money on off the ball linebackers and a guard, you know, like they're not the hardest things to find. Yeah. Very interesting there because you, you, you came in thinking, okay, they're going to hit defensive tackle. They're going to hit edge. They're going to hit offensive tackle. And they came out of day one with two off ball linebackers, Tremaine Edmonds, four years, 72 million and TJ Edwards as well from Philly to Chicago, 26 year old linebacker, three years, 19 and a half million. So that's six and a half million dollars. So they get their linebacking group together here in free agency. And then they bring in guard Nate Davis, who's a really good player, a really sort of an unknown player around the league. I don't think people realize how good he is three years, 30 million. So $10 million a year for a guard, which tells me they probably, and then they also brought in DeMarcus Walker as well. Defensive end from, from Tennessee. Uh, and we don't have the numbers yet on that no, one. You know. um, it's, it's for the Chicago bears. It's really telling what they're not signing to me because either they're striking out, like, you know, maybe mm-hmm. they went hard after Hargrave and Hargrave says, well, well, same money. I'm going to go play for a team that has a better chance to win the Super Bowl. You know, maybe that's what happened there right, in, right. in some of these negoti- negotiations. I think they were in on Mike McGlinchey. Maybe they tapped out at some point. You talked about how, you know, maybe, maybe you got too much anyway. So maybe that's good mm-hmm. that they're avoiding some of these bad contracts. And we're seeing, you know, the, 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 the sort of, you know, second tier of players like, McGlinchey, he's not a star offensive tackle, but he's getting big time money. And you're seeing Zach Allen and some of these other guys getting $15 million per year. Maybe that's better that the Bears aren't getting involved. And so, um, maybe. but maybe they also are looking at the draft thinking, well, we know we're going to get either a stud defensive tackle, stud edge, or an offensive tackle with that ninth pick in the draft. So we're not going to overpay for those positions because we're in a good spot to go get one of those guys. And with all these second round picks and other picks we have, we can get a lot of these uh, defensive tackles and a lot of players in the draft that way. So maybe that's why they're doing what they're doing at some maybe not quite as high value positions as we expected from the bears and free agents. Very possible. And you know, the state of their roster, 
they need starters. And they and they added three or four quality starters, not to mention DJ Moore, who's, you know, that, I love that trade from where Chicago is. I, I just question that, a yeah, little bit of that's the, where that's the star that they've added. That was the big yeah, yeah, addition yeah. so far. He's awesome. Yeah, that's no doubt. So should we talk Denver a little bit? They're kind of crazy too. Yes, absolutely. Let's talk Denver Broncos here, who have uh, made a ton of moves, kind of some surprising moves. I mean, you're spending $5 million on a backup quarterback? That was kind of a weird uh, signing for Jarrett Stidham and the Denver Broncos. Um, Zach Allen, I mentioned, Arizona Cardinals defensive end, gets fifteen, almost $16 million per year. Three years, $47.75 million contract. Guard Ben Powers goes from Baltimore to Denver. Four years, $51 million. Draymond Jones, who apparently uh, was somebody that the Seahawks asked for in the Russell Wilson trade, so they just ended up signing him in free agency anyway. So Draymond Jones, the Denver Broncos, lose in free agency to the Seattle Seahawks, and then they sign Mike McGlinchey at right tackle for uh, one of the biggest deals so far on the offensive line. Five years, $87.5 million, $17.5 million per year for Mike McGlinchey and a few other uh, minor deals as well. I think it's a slight overpay on Zach Allen, but I get it. He's an ascending player. I would rather have Draymond Jones. I mean, Jones maybe would rather play in Seattle, but they're it's not a one-for-one replacement, but they're both undersized upfield defensive tackles, big yeah. defensive end types. But I think the offense is where we need to pay attention here, too. Is you mentioned Stidham, and that's a little under the radar, but I know people around the league respect him and think that he's not a bum, you know, and – I just look at the, the offensive moves and say, boy, Russ isn't going to throw the ball a whole heck of a lot. I mean, you go get McGlinchey, who's you know better than anyone, is a very good run blocker, not so great in protection. Ben Powers is an old-school 350-pound guard, you know, and they're good starters, not great, but you have, what, uh, almost $140 million tied up in the two of them. I mean, just for two starting offensive linemen. And then you go get a big blocking tight end in Chris Manhurts. I mean – they're going to run the ball, is what they're telling you. John they're going to run the ball, play the ball. action, and when they do yeah. throw the ball, I think they're going to try to get the ball out quick. Now, that's not yeah. really been Russell Wilson's M.O., but it has been Sean Payton's M.O. throughout his coaching career. And yeah. Mike McGlinchey's not a great fit for no. a quarterback that wants to hold on to the ball a long time and create plays and go deep into the play because, as you mentioned, you know, pass blocking is not – he's an okay pass blocker, good run blocker, really good run blocker. Mm-hmm. Um but I, he wouldn't be the right fit for and, and to, for that reason, I kind of didn't like him for either the Bears or the Broncos because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's not the guy you want for a quarterback that's going to be holding the ball a long okay. time. Uh, and and so interesting. Don't really love the the value of some of the the signings that the, the Denver Broncos have made, but really interesting. And I think you nailed it kind of putting the pieces together on what the offense might look like. And I think some big changes for the Broncos in that regard, which are, which are much needed. I mean, sure. all the other stuff too, with like, th- there was the story about uh, his own personal coaches that aren't going to be there anymore. His, he had like uh, office hours in his own office in the facility or something like that. So yeah, uh, Sean Payton coming in is like, yeah, okay, Russ, we're, it's not the, the Russell Wilson show here anymore. This is my show. We're going to do things much differently than they were last year. I just think this is further evidence that Russ is going to have to adapt to Peyton, not the other way around. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, next, let's get into some of the other biggest deals that happened in free agency. Atlanta Falcons making a lot of moves and uh, some more dollars being spent by other teams around the NFL. Next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, and March Madness is here, right? And so that means it's also time for Built Bar. 
March Madness. We've got brackets for the best best flavors of Built Bars. Either the traditional Built Bars, Built Bar Puffs are involved as well. And we know you have a favorite flavor of Built Bar or Puff. And now's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. I love the traditional peanut butter flavor. Uh, I know a lot of people really love the marsh, marshmallowy puff flavors of Built Bars. And Matt, I don't know, what, what what is the Williamson family? What's the number one Built Bar flavor that the Williamson family would be voting for in the, in the Built Bar Madness bracket? I got to tell you, I mean, they come regularly to the house and my 16-year-old who's now taller than I am, he's almost 6'4 and hitting the weights and playing volleyball every day. I never even see them. They like vanish the second they show up here. He just devours them or takes them to his room and an empty. I find an empty box the next day. Well, you know, he's getting so tired. Doesn't even that, matter. Yeah, all that protein, all that exactly. protein in the bill exactly. bars is is doing young Williamson very well. <laughs> Little sugar. Low calories, high in protein. That's what you're getting with Built Bars and tons of great flavors. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, one Locked On fan will get a 12-month subscription to Built and have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. So you got to try Built Bars and you got to vote for your favorite flavor of Built Bars, BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote and go to built.com as well to find your favorite flavors. You can vote every day in March. So hop on in and support your favorite flavors of built bars. Okay, here we go, Matt. Let's let's get some of the nitty gritty here. Um, Let's focus on the Atlanta Falcons really quick because they've been, they've been busy. They did some deals before the, the tampering period became legal and they made more deals after the tampering became legal. They traded for John U. Smith at tight end and signed Jesse Bates, top safety on the market, four years, $64 million at 16 mil per for Jesse Bates on the back end to uh, starts to look like a pretty good secondary there with AJ Terrell Mm -hmm. as well in Atlanta. Caden Ellis outside linebacker goes from the new Orleans saints to the Atlanta Falcons three years, 21 and a half million dollars. They signed Taylor Heineke, which makes me feel like their quarterback situation is done. Right. I don't know what to think of that. Yeah. Here's 14 million. That's a backup contract. And it sounds like, He's your backup just in case Desmond Ritter, who's going to go in as the starting quarterback, third round rookie last year, and and maybe battle it out a little bit. But, you know, just in case Ritter's not the guy, you have Taylor Heineke as your backup quarterback, and they signed uh, fullback Keith Smith as well, uh, re-signed fullback Keith Smith, keeping him uh, keeping him in Atlanta on a one-year contract. But the quarterback one's interesting because I, I got to believe, you know, and, and the reports were they weren't in on Lamar Jackson. I, I think this kind of solidifies it for me. But maybe I'm, I'm reading this wrong. I didn't know what to think of that either. I think Heineke's a fine backup. Could Ritter end up in Baltimore? I don't know. I mean, it, I, I didn't want to look too much into that, you know, in terms of Lamar. Maybe they're out on Lamar. Maybe Lamar's, you know, too hard to deal with right now. And you're not even supposed to be talking to him until Wednesday anyway. And he doesn't have an agent. So That's true. And maybe it's just more of a pain in the butt than anybody wants to deal with. I don't know. It's, it's just, He's the hardest guy to illegally tamper with in the NFL. Right, <laughs> right, right. You have to bump into him at Starbucks or something. Yeah, because you know, the, the, the agents can back channel all day long. If you don't have an agent, you can't back channel because you definitely can't <laughs> contact an actual player. Makes it Right. It's bizarro. But um, some familiarity here, though. I like what Atlanta did. You know, John U. Smith played with Coach Smith and, you know, another 6'5 guy. Great. I mean, fine. They didn't give hardly anything up for him. 
Um, but the two guys, you know, the defense needed everything, in my opinion. And they addressed all three levels right up the middle. Defensive tackle, off the ball linebacker, a safety. The, the Odon Yamada and Ellis are both underrated quality players. They've spent a lot of time with the Saints, know the division. They've played against them, game playing against these guys. Bates will be the, the leader of the defense. I mean, so I think this team's trending the right direction. Taking a look at some of the other bigger deals around the NFL that we haven't talked about yet. Jawan Taylor, right this tackle for the Jacksonville man. Jaguars, going to the Kansas City Chiefs, Matt. Four years, $80 million. Is he going to flip to the left side? Is this a sign that Orlando Brown Jr. is gone? I think Orlando Brown Jr. is gone. And there's some rumblings that they're still talking to the Texans about Tunsil. Um, I think the Chiefs handled this well, though. Taylor is an ascending player. I think he's only 24, maybe 25 years old getting better, getting better, and they already planted that left tackle seed there because they have uh, Nwang, who's only a right tackle, not an ideal guy. Taylor's a much better player than him, but sitting there at 31, there's a chance you know a, a tackle is on the board and Taylor could be your left or he could be your right or maybe you get a tonsil deal done. So I like it. I mean, I know some people were critical. You're going to give this guy four million, eighty or four years, eighty million, and tell him to change positions. What are you thinking? You know, I don't know that he will be the left tackle. We'll see. And actually, getting more than Mike McGlinchey per year. Mm -hmm. McGlinchey got the five-year deal, so the total dollars are more. But Jawan Taylor getting twenty million per on his four-year contract. Still only twenty-five years as Jawan Taylor yeah. as well. Really had a nice year last year, uh, protecting the non-blind side of. Trevor Lawrence there in Jacksonville. Dalvin Tomlinson, he goes to the yep. minute he goes from the Minnesota Vikings to the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns pretty active as well. Um, four, four years, fifty-seven million dollars. Here's another one of those where it's like you know, okay, he's a big interior defensive tackle. He's not you know a high-end pass rusher. Uh, getting fourteen point two five million dollars per year. I guess that's the going rate. But to me, I'd rather pay the top guys twenty million than this tier in that $15 million range. Yeah, I don't love the numbers on that, but I do like the three moves the Browns made. They brought back Ethan Posich, who's had a really, really good year for them. And uh, one of my sleepers was Okoronko, the, the edge player. He's a good compliment to Miles Garrett, but Tomlinson's the big ticket item and their defensive tackles were probably the worst in the league last year. I mean, they were really soft up the middle. So a player like this is really required for them. The dollars might not be great, but, you know, they are addressing needs, to say the least. And I don't know if you realize this, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they restructured Deshaun Watson's contract already and freed up like $30 million to do these deals. I think he's like a $68 million cap hit next year. And he really wasn't very good for them yet. You know, like he's an enormous, unprecedented cap hit going forward. He better be good. <laughs> the, the restructure game in the NFL is getting pretty wild. It's now. insane. It, it's just uh, almost every contract just gets restructured now. And uh, like uh, how many cans are, are can you kick down the road? It, it's, it's getting right. uh, especially when the, the money is guaranteed. I guess you're going to pay it at some point. Might as well pay mm -hmm. it in 2020, 2035, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, interesting what's happening there. I, I'm glad you mentioned Okunroquo, who is a player yeah, I like him, yeah. out of Oklahoma in the draft. And he was he kind of reminds me a little bit of um, um, uh, the, the guy in Philly. He was drafted by the Arizona Cardinals. Um, oh, Reddick. Yeah. 
Uh, Reddick, who's kind of you know yeah. smaller, you don't know what to do with him. Is he an edge player? He plays like an edge, but he's built more like an off-ball linebacker. Uh, Samson Abelcom is kind of a similar guy where it, it takes those guys a little while to get going in their career, and teams don't trust them as pure edge players. Um, but I think you know getting a start later, some injuries earlier on in his career. I think a guy who can get after the the quarterback there in a sort of a stand-up rusher role. I think he's a pure edge guy, um, uh, more so than a linebacker. Three years, $19 million, $6 million plus per year. I like him as a player that can get after the quarterback a little bit if he's used correctly, and we'll see if the Cleveland Browns do use him correctly. Um, but uh, an under-the-radar signing that I do like for the Browns. Yeah, last nugget on him, too, is you know they kept giving him more and more in Houston, and he really absorbed full-time type of guy. And you got to think about it. I mean – he didn't have a lot of opportunities to rush the passer with a lead in Houston. <laughs> you're losing. I mean, the fourth quarter, you're down 10. You're not winning by 10. You know, so I think this is a real good pickup for the Brownings. Is this a net gain for the Tennessee Titans to lose Nate Davis and then add Andre Dillard on a very similar deal? You know, three years, just about $10 million per year. Dillard sort of, you know, didn't really. He didn't really hit as that no. athletic, athletic left, ta- left tackle. Some people called him soft. He doesn't, you know, he's not a a, a glass eater. I don't know if that's going to really fly with with Mike Vrabel over there in in Tennessee. But the Titans get themselves, uh, I think, maybe for a similar deal, maybe a net loss there going from Nate maybe. Davis to Andre Dillard. Dillard's a tough guy to comment on because they locked their, you know, Malata just overtook them and. Dillard did very little run blocking in college. I mean, he actually played a little bit of guard this past year for the Eagles as well. I don't know. I I mean, I would not be super confident if I were the Titans to say, oh, we got our left tackle. I wouldn't be on that board, but he'll probably be one of their starting five somewhere. A couple other big names uh, that that aren't long-term deals, but Jason Kelsey decides he's coming back for another year. He's going to be back on a one-year $14 million contract with the Philadelphia Eagles, taking a shot of tequila with Howie Roseman to celebrate there on social media. I saw uh, Robert Woods signs a two-year contract with the Houston Texans, two years, $15 million. Give Houston some credit, though. They're starting to build a team full of – I mean – how many years in a row have the Texans gotten $1 million free agents and brought in 50 of them? You know, I mean, at yeah, least they're none of the top free agents. Nobody wants to really go there. So there's right. like, oh, we'll, we'll just take the leftovers I get and see if we can patch together a team. I mean, Shaq Mason, Jimmy Ward, Robert Woods, all their best days are behind them, but you know, they're at least going to be good culture guys and they can still play. And I mean, they're at least trying to build something there in Houston and not just totally tank it and sign a bunch of nobodies, you know? Yeah, it's, it's sort of under the radar there. They didn't, they didn't spend a lot to get a guy no. who's, when he's healthy, a starting caliber wide receiver in Robert Woods or a starting caliber safety in Jimmy Ward or trading for Shaq Mason to be a starting guard for them on their offensive line. And, uh, you know, so just kind of building the building the guts of that team out a little bit mm-hmm. more. And, you know, you, you got to like the direction things are going for the, the Houston Texans. Absolutely. Yeah. Patrick Peterson, another big name on the move. Yeah. Going to your Pittsburgh Steelers, Matt. Two years, $14 million. He's got, does he have two more years in the tank at 33 years old? That I don't know. Um, I, I think they wanted to retain Sutton. And Lions fans, you'll be very happy with Cam Sutton. He does everything well. Kind of a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. And then they pivot and got Peterson. Um, I, I've written many articles about the Steelers going into free agency. People they should target. And Peterson was on my list. Uh, for two reasons. First of all, well, first of all, 32, 33-year-old corners 
historically do not play well. You know, I mean, usually they fall off a cliff at that point, unless you're Champ Bailey, Daryl Green. But Peterson's kind of on that level in terms of freakiness and, you know, Hall of Fame credentials. And I thought he was excellent for the, the Vikings last year. Despite their struggles, it was not his problem. Um, I wouldn't blow me away. No one else has mentioned this, but he's 220 pounds. I mean, it's a two-year deal. They can get out of it after one. He could make this 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 move to safety easily. I mean, his biggest role here, though, is they're going to draft a corner high, and he's going to be the mentor. I mean, that's how things work around here. Add another leader. He'll hang out with Cam and Minka and, you know, be the leader here and teach the first-round corner how what it is to be a Steeler, you know? So you're mocking corners all day to the Steelers in round one? Um, well, they have three early picks. They have 32 and 49. One of those three, I promise you, will be a corner. Miami Dolphins active as well. Yeah. There was the big Jalen Ramsey trade that we talked about yesterday. They added backup quarterback Mike White from the New York Jets on a two-year $8 million contract. Linebacker David Long from Tennessee, two years, $11 million contract. Resigned Raheem Mostert, added another linebacker, Duke Riley as well, two-year $5 million contract. Very aggressive, in it to win it. Said the same thing about Ramsey. These moves further exemplify that. White's a nice backup, you know, for Tua, considering his situation. Uh, back to the Steelers real quick. I was brokenhearted to see David Long two years, $11 million. I mean, that's my favorite signing of anyone this year. Um, that Fangio defense puts a lot of stress on their linebackers, and now they have two that can really w- run and cover ground and Long and Baker. I think that was one of the best contracts any team signed this year. Love Mike White there. Four million here. You know, it's not one of those eight, ten million dollar backup contracts. So it's good money. And you've got to have somebody behind Tua that, you know, can start some games for you potentially. Um, And, you know, one fewer quarterback in New York. So we'll see. We, We still don't have any clarification, but maybe Wednesday when the new year, new league year begins, Matt, we'll get some huge news on quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson or. Aaron Rodgers, will they be staying at their old homes? Will they be in new homes potentially? And those storylines are going to continue all offseason long until they get figured out. Some more signings around the NFL as well that Matt and I will have you covered. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first. One last Aaron Rodgers nugget, if you don't mind, BP. I mean, what I keep reading, all the blurbs today on Tuesday. Oh, the Jets are interested in Lazard. Oh, the Jets are interested in Randall Cobb. I just read right before we hit record. They may sign Mercedes Lewis. Like, are you just... <laughs> yeah, Jordy like, Nelson's coming out of retirement. Uh, right, 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 right. Exactly. Like, oh boy, you guys aren't hiding anything. You know what I mean? It's no, no, that, Rogers, that's, yeah. that's a very clear one. Now you just need Aaron to say, cool, <laughs> well, I'll tra- just trade me to the Jets already. So we'll see. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Happening exactly. And Jordy not, Nelson's um, coming with me. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for making us your first listen. Check out everything else the network has to offer Locked On NFL Draft and your team is covered every single day. Matt and I back tomorrow. Peacock and Williamson.